All right, welcome back to the What on Earth podcast. What were you about to... I was about to sip my sparkling water. <laughs> yeah, what up, guys? Um, we're fresh off the Christmas episode. We're feeling festive. And we hinted in that episode towards a topic that we will be tackling today. Personal finance. Finance. Very... I enjoy it a lot. It's a super important skill that definitely not enough people have. But I think it's fun. It's like a... If you have, yeah, well, you know what's fun? What? Having money. You yeah. Know? And that's a consequence of finance. So mm-hmm. I, I do think it's fun too, by virtue of the fact that I know it's something that I need to be doing and it's beneficial, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you could look at it as fun. I like that. So that this idea. is, this is something that is, okay. We actually talked about this in a previous episode, a bit of personal finance, but then we got distracted by Toronto club promoters. If you remember that. Yeah. One. Yeah. I swear personal finance like was the distraction. We had like the topic that we were supposed to be talking about. And it's just something that we both are a little bit passionate about. And yeah. Kind of the conversation got brought there and we took in and it's like, okay, all right, this is a tangent. Let's get back to the actual topic. We can do an episode about that. Mm-hmm. And then this is the episode, you know? Yeah. So that's what we'll be discussing. Um, yeah. It's just something that a lot of people don't talk about. It's kind of taboo. And also we wanted to talk about personal finance in the context of being 21 you're 21 right yes in the context of being 21 living in toronto you know we both live at home so uh i don't know just i guess the best thing i can say about this period in our lives is that like since we're living at home we can save like we have the option to save pretty much all of our money yeah, we're in the we're in our golden age. Yeah. As soon as like I guess the golden age will really start when we we're both like moved out away from home and you know we're living and standing completely on our own two feet. You know. Yeah. But right now, like twenty being twenty one is a great time. You mm-hmm. know. Like, I agree. And the thing is, we are both very fortunate. We both have like the, living in Toronto. The biggest expense for most people by far is you know having a place to live. You know mm-hmm. because the properties are so expensive. So we both have that. You know. Exactly. We don't, we don't have to be dealing with that. We don't have to be constantly going and putting all of our money towards us. We do have that. And that gives us, like, affords us a lot of opportunities to be saving and doing stuff that mm-hmm. a lot of the people who might, I don't know, whether it be the people listening here, though, like, to, to our podcast, you know, or anybody. Yeah. A lot of people, they don't they don't have that. You know, they have to be earning because they have to pay for their place to live. You know? Exactly. And so that, that, I feel like that's the biggest problem when it comes to personal finance and why every, a lot of people struggle with it because mm-hmm. they have these bills. You know, it's easy for me and you to exactly. tell people, yeah, save your money, you know, because we don't have real expenses. Mm-hmm. Like, it, or we choose them, but, you know, it's not like we're not... A, our earning power is not matched with how many bills, like, we have to constantly be paying. It's bills we yeah. choose to be paying, you know? I think we also compare this to where we came from in high school, you know, like, like seeing people who, I don't know, people doing so badly financially to like, to like, the reason why, if we go back to high school, the reason why they were doing so badly financially wasn't because they weren't making any money. Yeah. And a lot of because they were spending it. They were so bad with it. They had no, like, you know, they flipped the concept of save and then, you know, spend what's left on its head. They were spending, spending, they'd get their paycheck, you know, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, all right, I I just got paid today. I just got five bills. I could, you know, I I could, I feel like spending $150, five bills slang for $500 for those that don't. (laughs) So they're like, all right, I'm going to go spend $150 and turn up with my boys it's friday night like let's exactly. do it you know i have money I, like and they felt rich as fuck because they got that paycheck mm-hmm. you know so that you go they spend it on that then they go and they you know 
get like a nice meal for themselves the next day and you know next thing you know they have like 200 left you know 150 Mm -hmm. all right i should probably save that you know they maybe save 100 but they spend 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 and then they save what's Mm -hmm. left of it and warren buffett like this talk he did he talks about how yeah yeah exactly pay yourself first he talks about it's the exact opposite of what you should be doing what you should be doing is you should get your 500 hundred dollar paycheck you should be like, all right perfect i want to do something with this you know i worked very fucking hard for this money i put hours and hours in you know i'm gonna take these 400 dollars and you know this 100 i'll do else i'll stretch out a little bit i'm not going and wasting that all this friday night you know that's like you can get some good like efficient meals at that price. Yeah, you know, exactly. Quality food that's good for you and also tasty. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're just smart with it. You have to be smart with that hundred though. And the whole thing is the person who's doing that over time, number one, they don't sacrifice in happiness because if, if you get 500 and you're spending 150 right away, like first night, you're just a goof, you know, you're exactly. just going out and you're not doing that for yourself. You're doing that to go out and try and impress to people. To look, look like You know, to look like you're really making that kind of money, you know, it's just a big yeah. front, fronting game. That's sad. I think, and I, you know, I saw something else. I can't remember who said it, but I, Kanye West actually, Kanye West said it. Yeah, yeah. This generation is obsessed with looking rich instead of actually being rich. And mm-hmm. that's the whole idea of taking, uh, going out and spending that bill 50, you know, just to make it look like it's something you're doing, but you can't really afford to be doing it at all. You know, you're just doing it for the appearance of doing it mm-hmm. as opposed to the other person who's actually advancing themselves, you know, and if you're investing that money, well, that money's m- making more money for you. You can eventually stop working from that if you do it properly. Yeah. But yeah, that's the point. Like what I was saying was coming from high school, we had such bad financial, like, uh, like a standpoint to go off of, right? All these people, like not just like everyone was like just spending money to look the part all the time. And then just coming to where we are now, like bad understanding financial habits was a super common theme yes. amongst our group of friends. And just, sure. just us having like better financial habits now. And, uh, I don't know. It feels better, but like you said, we don't have these pressures yet. Like we don't have have to like, have really like serious expenses. I think truth things. be told, we're fortunate enough that we're not going to have to be dealing with it hand to mouth like a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people aren't lucky enough to. Because the way it is, like by the time we go off on our own two feet, we're probably going to be earning enough that we like. And also, we you understand the laws of money. You know, you've yeah. proven that just by the way that you like you are with money. You're not stupid with your money, you know, mm-hmm. same way as over you a lot do, of trial yeah. and error. I don't like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I, I, I you know, the $500 earning and then just going and spending a bill fifth. I've done that before. Me too. But, you know, I learned, Me too. I, I learned oh, from real. it. That's the whole thing. You know, you have to grow up and learn from it. And that's the whole yeah. thing. You know, I don't think we're going to have to struggle the way that a lot of people do. And, you know, more so because of like what, the kind of situations that we've been presented that we're yeah. doing in life. And also by the time we go off on it, you know, we're not going to be there. Our earning power is going to be high enough that I don't think it's going to be a huge struggle. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like, yes, you're in this situation, but you're also in this situation because you didn't fuck it up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we could be I'm literally lucky, spending lucky every, yeah, we are lucky, but you could also blow it. You could be spending every dollar you make, you know, you could be. You could be all up in bape right now and, yeah. you know, looking fucking like one of those guys. But I don't a big know. Big flexor I, who doesn't have a big bank account. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's a sad tale. But I think that people are all starting. All common though. So sad but very common. Yeah. I think that people are starting to get a little bit smarter financially though. You think so? I think they are. I hope so. Because, like, the whole thing is... 
I think people are, but I also think that a lot of people... The wealth I, gap has been increasing, though. It hasn't been decreasing. Yeah, but I think that, yo, have you noticed that it's a little bit, like, trendy to be, like, struggling financially? Have you noticed this? Like, people are like, oh, yo, I can't, like... Like, they, they're, they like, uh, almost self-deprecating and shit about, like, how much student debt and shit they have. Like, okay. not the word trendy, but, like, they're, like... Fashionable. I, I have noticed some people kind of sport like in social situations sporting the broke boy look like I, I've noticed that <laughs> you know that's coming yeah. more into fashion it's like oh like you know but it's it's more so just like it's I don't think they made it as a trendy thing I think it's more so just people honest I'm people not saying who are charismatic and able to communicate in a proper way they're saying listen straight up I want some money stacking tips you know I'm not someone who's going to come to you in front like I, I have all the money in the world to be going to all of these restaurants and I like you know that. spending it on this bougie shit straight up I'm on some broke boy tips you know I'm saving up my money I'm not rich I, I want to be rich that's why I'm saving it I can think of one very good example of this dude I know who he kind of goes and presents that kind of version who? of himself. Very his name is Do Jake. Okay, no, I don't. Yeah, and I think so. I, I think it can be done. You know, I love that. I love him. That's the what best I thing. like about it is it's more so just he doesn't have a need to go out and try and like impress people. Yeah, you know? I feel like a lot of people who have a lot less because he's not broke, bro. He's not a broke boy like that. He has a decent amount of money. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a little bit older. He's twenty six. You know, he's. He's stacking up his paper. He does some investments too. He was telling me about like he, he does some TFSA investments. He's not like a super prolific stock investor, but he yeah. does his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But he has a lot more money than all these guys who you see on the Instagram. You know, guys that we know, like you know, they're flexing with their Gucci like side bag or their you know their yeah like chewed up. Even some of them, they got they, they've gotten like they've leveled up a little bit. They got some ball man jeans. Yeah, now, you know? that shit looks nice as fuck. I it love does. a pair of those, you know. But I just don't. I'm not gonna go buy that now. Also, some of them are fake ball mans. That's a, you know, we'll not get too into exposing that here, but you know, that's the whole thing though. They're obsessed with like looking rich, you know, they want everyone to go yeah. and say, oh, this guy's ball man jeans. He's probably doing well. And I guess some, in some cases it, it helps them like that, yeah, that. Here's the thing. This is why I think people do it. Having that actual image, having people think, all right, this guy's really up like that. This guy's getting ball man jeans and stuff. It lends them credibility, mm-hmm. you know, and then they can do business with these people, you know, and they like i don't know it just when the people think that you're doing better than you are then you know they're like i want a taste of that you know i want to do business with this guy Mm -hmm. but at the same time these people take it to absurdities you know like it's just crazy not to bring it back to this but everything that you just mentioned just reminds me of like everyone i see at a club if we ever like you know if we ever hit a club man it's just in toronto you guys know what i'm talking about like all these just like all these guys in a booth you know like most of them can't afford to be there. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah, it's like... I don't like the club that much, you know. I that. don't, yeah. You know? I, and I think we mentioned this before, like... I'll go every once in a while. In, in like, uh, modern-day terms, I think I'm becoming lame. Like, I, I just like to... I'm very simple. I, I don't think people would consider you lame. I think if you went back to a version of Max three years ago, if you could, like, talk to yourself and look at, like, what you are, you'd be like... That version of you would be like, bro, what the fuck? This is lame as fuck. You I know. know? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's lame, though. Saving money, being on your shit, that's not lame. That's no, just, no, no. It's called being an adult. You know, it's growing yeah. up, which a lot of, you know. I know, but like it, I don't even know if it's called being an adult because a lot of adults don't fucking do that at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, That's what I mean. Like, 
You no. know what, bro? A lot of adults haven't grown up, though. You know, yeah. just because you're at a certain age doesn't make you an adult. I think being an adult should be considered more of a mental thing. This is yeah, a personal, I think so. like, but definition. I, th- I think that in modern terms, I'm considered lame because I'm not, you know... I, I don't like to... I don't like to... Okay, one thing I don't... I actually don't enjoy is I don't like to go out and, like, have, like, a very like expensive like fancy dinner like i really? don't I like love like shit off. it's fine but like <laughs> not because of the money it's it doesn't have, it's not the price tag on it like you know i'll yeah. go and i'll spend like 50 bucks and i'll still i'll be quite happy to yeah it's really good but you know some some of the expensive restaurants they do really give you something mm-hmm. like that's really really good you know like richmond station for example you'll go there it's going to be expensive as fuck but the experience is something else you know all the food it's really, really that tasty. You know, they prepare it nicely. Like they, the cocktails too, the cocktails, they charge you $20 every single one of them. But seriously, it tastes so much better than I know. Else. But the thing with me now, but this by the is, way, we're not, we didn't take any money from Richmond station to do yeah. this episode. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's fuck just you really, Richmond station. Unless you want to sponsor us and we could talk about that. Yeah, one, you know, come through. They, they have something pretty good, <laughs> you know, but, but no, what I was going to say is that I, this has changed for me recently. I used to like that, but since I found out I was diabetic about, I think about eight or nine months ago now, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of changed. Like I, I don't find it as enjoyable. I like, but it's not because like, I don't like to go out and stuff. It's because I just, well, I like to eat like much, much healthier now. Right. Right. That's also, the thing. Di- there's a lot more dietary restrictions when you're diabetic that you have to deal with. Too, yeah. You know, no, but like I can eat like whatever, but it's just the, a bit more of a pain in the ass but like also it's just i i kind of i just feel better like eating healthy like i've gotten into this routine where i sleep very early mm-hmm. and eat very well and try and exercise a lot and save money and it's just been enjoyable that's a good here's the thing it's just a very healthy routine and you say go to bed early but the underside of go to, going to bed early is you wake up very early yeah and that's just a more pleasant way to experience like when yeah. you wake up early and you're doing something and you're like behind you're fully behind it you know you're you're tap dancing out of bed you're getting up you're so excited to get yeah. into your day you know because you know you have so much shit to do that's a very healthy habit that's my favorite thing you know i love you, eating like healthy that. is also a great thing too you know it's a it, it sucks like that you have diabetes and you can't go out and, and eat within the same parameters you were eating before. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I do feel that too. I do enjoy eating healthy as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but some of these restaurants, bro, they're like just objectively better. Yeah, it is true. You know, like they... And I still... That's will. why they're so outraged. Like they know it too. That's the problem. And mm-hmm. they charge accordingly. And I still do enjoy it like from time to time, but uh, it's just less frequent. And I think it's... Also, mainly the money-saving part. Because yeah. I know it's like, if I spend $200 here... Exactly. That's I, the thing. I, I love like, it, but I can't afford it. I could, buy X, I could buy X amount of shares of Uber and, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, compound that. interest. Yeah, because like, that money... I can't remember the exact numbers Warren Buffett breaks it down in, but he's like, that, like, you know, those shares that you could be buying right now, if you were to invest $1,000 and, you know, hold it for 20 years, that's going to be something... If you invest properly, that could, the, like that money will multiply mm-hmm. many times on itself, you know. Yeah. Like with him, if you invested a thousand dollars with him over twenty years, that it's probably would be worth like fifty thousand. Yeah, except over the last few years, well, or Berkshire Hathaway. Have they been going down? Has underperformed the market over the past like ten years or something, or like really? it, maybe it wasn't ten, maybe it was like five or eight, eight or ten. Five. Yeah, ten seems like a long. It time was like five or but eight. I years know that they had a lot of shares in. The, not Microsoft. Oh no, it was Ray. 
They, you know, um, they did have some Microsoft. Water, yeah, Bridgewater, Bridgewater, yeah. yeah. They made a lot from Microsoft because Microsoft they fell off against Apple, you know, in those years, like mm. kind of twenty years ago. But then they come back up, and now they're like one of the top three highest valued companies in the world. Yeah, now. and it wasn't Berkshire Hathaway; it was oh, water. Okay. It was uh, Bridgewater. They made a huge bet on them, and so they're, mm-hmm. you know, mutual <laughs> fund holders. They've been paid pretty substantially, yeah. because, well, because of that bet. But in the back to being twenty one and all this these personal finance um, topics, just what the first thing my mind went to when you said like over twenty years this compound interest and you know whatever, uh, the yeah. fact that in twenty years we'll be forty one, and that's pretty young man. <laughs> like that's kind of crazy if you think about it. Yeah, I guess I guess it is technically pretty young, but forty one is pretty young. Like a. I don't have time to to waste though, bro. You know, like that. Yeah, uh, the way no, I see it is like forty one is a long, long time. Like we're bro. No one ever said about everything is gonna be different when we're forty one. No one said anything about wasting time. Nothing. No time is gonna be wasted. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. forty one is pretty young, man. I guess in the scheme of things, it is. assuming you live a long life, you know, God willing. <laughs> yeah. Willing, well, I'm not gonna get into a religious conversation here, but. Still, I, I see 41 is a long time from now. Like, by the time I'm 41, there's a lot of things I'm going to want to have done. Like Yeah, me too. I'm you know? I'm not saying I'm not going to do anything until I'm 41. I'm Here's just, the thing. If I, if I were already 41 and I wanted to start out, I'd be like, yeah, you know, like, it is pretty young. You know, I still that's what I mean. my life. But here, like, with us at this age being 21, I don't think we should be subscribing to that mentality. You know What like, do you mean? I'm like, subscribing to the mentality that I both have a lot of time and not a lot of time. Short term, yeah, that's kind of like that's the thing. I kind of agree. My so my kind of ideology is it's speed short term pessimism, so I can have long term optimism. And yeah. what I mean by that is long term, I'm optimistic about the future. I think that great things are going to happen in the future. But the the whole thing is what I'm, I'm very pessimistic about what I'm doing right now to get there to get to that future of which I want to be at. So I'm, cause I'm if you don't I, say pessimist, say pragmatic. Pragmat, yeah, prag- yeah. That's actually probably a better one. Yeah, Pragmatist. I think that's I'm very cool. like. I, I just want to be real with myself about what I'm doing. If yeah. I'm not putting in the work, if I'm bullshitting myself, if I'm like you know, dude, that's so reading that- ch- one chapter of a bu- a book and telling myself, oh, I'm learning marketing. You know, like it's just not being real with myself. So you have to hold your feet to the fire in the present term. That's so the right. Be, like, that's the right formula. Optimistic about the long term. I read it in a book actually. This book, Good to Great. That's what. They studied like thirty companies that completely outperformed the stock market mm-hmm. over a year, and they found like they were looking for the things that all of these companies had common. You know, like well, what they all shared, whether there was like, a, you know, something like what were they all doing? Basically, correlations, like things found common between all of these companies. And what they one of the things they found was they all had leaders with, and this is kind of like a very broad kind of thing to say. It's it's hard, very difficult to capture this and encompass this in a study. But they said all of the leaders of these companies were long term optimists, but they were very very pessimistic, like pragmat, pragmatistic. Pragmatic. Like, they were very yeah. very pragmatic about what they were doing, and you know the efforts that were going in to get to that long term mm-hmm. goal. There was a couple other ones too. There's like it was a very interesting book. I recommend that to anybody. Yeah. Good to great. That's the, that's the, but I, that's such, that is the right formula and it's so important. Like also just to hold yourself to a higher standard, like, Mm -hmm. like always try and hold yourself to a standard and like, don't let it dip because I don't know if you've noticed this with yourself, but with myself, 
it's like if I let one like even one thing go in my life, it's like kind of like a factor that allows me to kind of ignore other things that I need to be doing, you know, like I need to be like on top of shit and like I feel good when I get like a like do you make like to do lists like when you wake yes. up? Yes, that's a, yeah, that's exa- I, I. Do you know what I mean? Like I try and get as much done as I possibly can, and but it's like if I if I ignore, um, like one thing throughout the day, I feel like annoyed. I I, I do know what you mean because I, like, I, I make to do lists too, and if there's one normally on the to do list, there's one thing you just don't want to do. You know, it's like the biggest pain in the yeah. ass. And so what I try and do is I try and force myself to do that one first. And if I, I find if I don't do that, because some days, you know, the willpower is lacking. It's like, this isn't even that important. You know, I have yeah. other stuff I want to be doing and fuck it. But it kind of fucks up the whole day. Yeah. That's why the thing about holding yourself to a standard is is something very important. Yeah, I That's very important. More. And yeah, that, oh man, how do we get here from personal finance? We went all the way around. Yeah, that's how it always happens. It's not that far off. But personal fin- finance is like all these themes relate to like general life. It's not just about The finance. thing about personal finance is it's just basically like getting your own shit together so that everything can stay afloat, you know? And mm-hmm. getting like the richest book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Have you read it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the ancient laws that they talk about there, that's it's just, it literally is just applying that like it's that whole thing. Like the thing that I'd say probably 70 percent of the people who live in this country, 70 percent of the people who live in the States. And I'm saying the bottom 70 percent, the, the lowest earners. Right. Yeah. The thing that they aren't doing that all these others are doing is when they get their money, they do different sh- like things with it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they so they they start spending, they do exactly what we were describing a little bit earlier in the episode. You know, they spend that bill 50, you know, they they spend before they save but mm-hmm. if they just do that and they allow it to accumulate and you know and they with that money that's like the definition of how to build up wealth you know yeah so with that wealth that you're building up you you have you learn how to invest it properly you know whether it's in the stock market or you, you basically find something because there's always a way to get returns on your money you know whether somebody else is investing it for you in a mutual fund whether you're doing it yourself and getting really nice returns on the stock market mm-hmm. but that money as it grows you know like ten thousand dollars for example you make 10% on $10,000, you made a grand. Yeah. You know, like a hundred thousand. making 10% th- is not that much. Right. You know, but a grand, that's the whole thing. That's right? what I mean. Like, it, that's the thing. It really isn't that much these days, but because no, no, of the no, way, I mean, like, like, just getting 10%. Investors 10% will tell you a 10% return. That's huge. You know, like the GIC, like some of the GICs, because I was working at this company, Oaken, before, and they sold GIC products. For If you wanted to get a five-year GIC, the, which is the highest rate they'll give you. Like you can lock in. And what was it like? Two percent. Three point six percent. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. But that's the whole thing. For a whole year, you get three point six people. So a lot of people that well, these returns are out there, but they're not willing to. You know, there is risk with those kinds. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is like, let's say a hundred thousand. You know, let's say you save up a hundred thousand over ten years, whatever five years. If you're making like one percent on that, you're making a thousand dollars. You know, if you can make one percent a month. You're making a thousand dollars a month. You could live off of having a hundred thousand dollars that's properly invested from the income that it gives you. Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. That's what like these people who understand the laws of money understand. And so they accumulate the money and use that to like to make more money. And then it's you know it's a, it's a snowball effect because that money that one thousand dollars that they're making every month they take that and they you know they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They take eight hundred off the top of that. You know they put it in. Then they have two bills that they can do whatever they want with. But they're saving more than they're like. Yeah, exactly. more than they're spending, and so it just compounds and it goes into this big snowball until it 
you know, and that's why it's that, so encouraging. Here's the thing, it's ever encouraging. Well, it's, it's ever so encouraging. It's ever building, you know, because as more Momentum money comes too. in, yeah, as more as the coupons like or the payments are getting bigger, they're saving more, and you know, in turn, it becomes even bigger, and it's yeah, just yeah. crazy. But like, they don't have to work at all at, at one point if they want to. That's like what it, what it is achieving financial independence, getting the money, like having your own money, make enough money for you that you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Also, I just have to say as a disclaimer, we are not um, financial advisors. We are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice for entertainment purposes only. It's not even if it were, it wouldn't be bad. But you know, we're not res- we're not accepting any liability for yeah what you do with your money. It's you just can listen a, to what we were saying or not, but it's not like we are not liable for just, it. Yeah, just a disclaimer. Um, but I do want to leave these guys with some just some like parting tips on personal finance from and we're not like experts. I just want to say that we are people who are enthusiastic. Well, we read what the experts have said. Yes, we're but we're also very enthusiastic it. about these topics, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we this enjoy is it. I think we're both pretty passionate about. Uh, yeah, I'm very passionate about it and I think that yeah, we should be uh having this conversation more because this is something people don't really talk about saving money. Like at, like not enough people for sure. That's the yeah, thing. People don't talk about it. It's just and people don't really talk about money in general. They're kind of a bit it is a taboo. It topic is a taboo in some thing. Groups, I guess. Yeah, and it's. Uh, you know what? Actually, I would go so far as to say society has made talking about money a taboo thing because you can go. It's not a like a socially acceptable question if someone's telling you about their business. Apparently, to ask them like, "Oh, like what kind of revenues are that making?" Yeah, you know, as I. <laughs> That's why I'll fucking do that. I don't care. I'll ask, like, because it shouldn't I, be. I got into an argument the other day over this shit. You should really? Yeah. With. Some dude, his name was Ted, and he was just, I don't know, we, I met him at, like, this party. He was telling me about how great, like, firstly, it was a very casual party, bro. This guy <laughs> came through wearing, like, a full suit. <laughs> you know, <he> was, <laughs> That's how you know is this guy's a prick. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. No, I, I don't necessarily say that anybody Shout comes, out Ted. Comes, like, who just wears a suit all the time is a prick. But the thing was, it wasn't a very nice suit. You know, if you do, like, if you're doing that, if you're going out to a suit everywhere you go, you should at least have some, like, you know, some style behind it. It was, it was just not well put it wasn't super well put together yeah anyways he came through and so i met him and we were just talking about and he was kind of stunning about how his family's doing some like biochemical like i don't know some biochemical innovation that they made into a company and i asked him about revenues and he did not like want to talk about that what he got like really offended or what yeah he's like oh you don't ask people about revenues like, well, man, if you don't want to stay, like, whatever, you know? Yeah, but, you know what that means? It means that you're fucking broke. No, nah, that's the thing. So he, he he was stunning, though. He was telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, me and my family, we were running this. We had this other company, too, and it, it turned into a TSX uh, publicly traded company. It had a market capitalization at one point that reached $800 billion. He told me this later. $800 billion? Million, million. Okay. Billion, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm like... <laughs> but, yeah, because so after this conversation, we kind of, like, we're like, whatever. I was like, all right, this guy's kind of lame. You know, he does... He wants to tell me about how much money he's making, but he doesn't want to talk about it. Like, yeah. fuck you, man. Like, you know, I'm I wish he'd said $800 billion so you could call him out right there. Mm, what company is it? Because it would be the biggest company in the world yeah. <laughs> or one of them. Yeah, no, no. Nah, his family was actually, like, they were doing quite yeah, well yeah. with that. Bottom line is it's not socially acceptable to ask people about revenues. That's why like, some people do get offended by that. should be fine. We, me, and, me and him actually made good by the end of it. Okay, but the thing it. is that in this situation, if the guy's, like, stunt, you know, like, stunting, like, what the fuck? Like, he's telling you about how much money he makes? 
Yeah, he was talking about how well his family was doing in that. And then he, uh, we, we talked a little bit further about it later on, you know, because uh, later on I, talk, I was talking with one of his friends and he kind of came into the conversation. The three of us, we were talking about something completely different. And then she left, you know, and it was me and him. We talked a little bit longer and we became friends after that, actually. Yeah. We were all good. You know, and he was telling me, uh, then then he started telling me the rest about how his family, they had this business that went all the way up to 800 million in market capitalization. But then they fucked up. They made a bad business move. It went down to 200 million and they'd given away more than 51% of their, like the equity out of their family, you mm -hmm. know? And so they got fired. Like they got kicked out because when they brought it public, they like the people of whom they'd sold most of the shares to, they voted them out. There was a proxy fight and they lost and they were kicked out. And the company went from 200 million after being publicly traded. It was eventually brought private and the market cap went all the way down to like 20 million. It's oh, kind of wow. crazy. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. But if he's talking about money, he can probably expect you to ask about something like that. Uh, listen, here's the thing. I, I didn't think it was too out there, but some people like social is. norms, I guess it's not really like cool, not cool to, I guess, ask about revenue. I, I don't know. I, like, frankly, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was overstepping. He told me he wasn't cool with this. It was, it was like, whatever you yeah. dropped it. I mean, he wanted an apology after the, he wanted an apology. Well, that's what Kate, he did. Oh. It's what. Me and him were completely cool, you know. We yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing got, uh, he was calling me brother. He's like, "Oh yeah, man." You know, he was like, he was like, he was very like. I I I thought we were completely good with it. Yeah. But the next day, he he told somebody else. Like, oh, he's like, "Oh yeah, he did insults." Um. He wanted an apology, but yeah, he felt like I had gone a little too far asking about revenue. All right, fuck this guy. Whatever, we're cool. All right, you're cool. I'm, I'm not cool with you, Ted. Oh, yeah, fucking Ted, bro. Take up a, take this up with me, Ted. If you want to come on the podcast, we can discuss this. No, we're, no I messaged him after. I messaged him. I'm like, bro, what are you doing, bro? Because my, my buddy's girlfriend, like, who was the party hoster, she was the one who paged him. That was the whole thing. Like, yeah. She, she's like, why is, like, you know, Jawadi asking Ted about revenue? They were, like, arguing. Like, what? <laughs> you know? And so I messaged Ted. I'm like, Ted, what the fuck, Ted? Like, you know, I thought we were cool. And, Never trust and, and, no, and I, and it all got No, it all got set straight, though. He messaged her. Like, you're all good. Never like, trust a guy named Ted. By the end of it. Never trust Ted. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. Well, that was kind of you were kind of being being on that one, Ted. But we we resolved it. You know, we talked about it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. But so, anyways, to leave these guys with a few tips. Number one, save money, pay yourself first, as we were saying. That's like yeah. the just it's and it's simpler than you think. Literally, set up an auto deposit to a saving account, and or an investment account with your bank just set up an auto deposit of a certain amount that you know you can save every month it doesn't have to be like like four thousand a month you can be you can start out smaller you can that's do that's a good number though i mean if you can get there dude, bottom line is as though, much as you can save first spend what's left don't spend first and then save like the little bit that's pay left. yourself first that's why an auto deposit i found was very very helpful just like as soon as you get your money or just knowing Even that, auto like, deposit. I feel like auto deposit isn't enough. The person that, like, you mentally committed to it. That's why it works for you because you know what you want to be doing. Yeah. The per I feel like anybody doing this, that you just have to mentally tell yourself, 
listen, I want to, you know, I'm not trying to be broke forever. You know, I want to get some savings. I want to accumulate something. I'm, I don't want to be working for free because that's essentially what it is. If you work and spend it all, you're just working yeah. in like a, and never in a circle. Exactly. You know, I want to get, I want to do something with it. And this that's all. scary. Yeah, it's, it is. Well, to us, you know, but a lot of people, they don't see how fucked up that, how yeah. fucked up it is. It's scary. It's though. living hand to mouth, you know, and it's, it's yeah. terrible. I also recommend get a bunch of credit cards, not all at once. Take time in between because opening too many credit cards at once will affect your credit, but have credit cards for as long as you can. Never close a credit card, by the way. Um... And make sure or try and get credit cards without um without what's it called monthly or no yearly fees try and get non-fee credit cards just because you guys want to start building your credit as early as you can get more than one credit card pay it off immediately um in full that's a that's yeah that's the whole thing about credit cards if you get a credit card you have to get it to just put transactions on yeah. and pay it off and so treat it, it treat it as a bank account like, all a credit card should ever be is a credit builder it should that's just, what i you mean you just yeah. want your credit like you want a credit card this is one of the t- times where you should care about how it looks no you should front on your credit card only put like a, a one expense every once in a while you don't want to pay it mm-hmm. you know payment the bottom line is though make sure you always pay it on time if you get a credit card if mm-hmm. you do get a credit card it's only to build up your credit that's the only purpose it's not to buy stuff when no, you don't have there's more another purpose though there's the purpose of getting cash back or like air miles or things like this or like credit card churning that's fine because i think using a credit card instead of a debit card is way smarter it's not um, it doesn't give a direct line into your account in case there's some fraud mm-hmm. and credit card companies are very, very like quick to identify fraud and pay it back very quickly. Um, and it also, you can use like, for instance, like you won't, don't spend money that you weren't going to spend anyways. Like if yeah. you're going to spend money that you were going to anyways, use your credit card, get some cash back and get some air miles. You were just t- telling me about for the, um, like well, I guess for for crimes, like for like if someone commits fraud on your card, because yeah. you can quickly resolve it with the credit. I'd never even took it in for that. Also, like cashback, I do I do have a cashback, like a two percent or I think one percent actually. Yeah, it's that's, very it's minimal, like, but you might as well get something. Not nothing, I guess. But that's yeah, the thing. Like the way I learned it is, it should mainly be used to save money or like to, well, not save money to build up your credit. Score. Yeah, that well, that's like the thing, but. Credit cards. Those are, no, but those are also cool things. I didn't. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. You know? It should, but it should be treated like a like a bank account. Like you shouldn't be spending more than you have. Like you should be treating it like obviously this is all about don't spend beyond your means at all. But yeah. treat uh, like a credit card as like you got to be very careful with it. Yeah, treat it's, it like your bank account, you know. Yeah. If it can't go into negatives, you know, you only ever you should only ever put money that you have already allocated in your bank account to pay off the credit card bill. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have two bills that you're going to spend $200, I'm getting back into the <laughs> slang. If you have $200 that you're willing to spend you're like, "All right, I've so I got this paycheck. This is my what my um leftover is going to be. I've saved 800. I'm going to spend this 200." then go and spend it on your credit card, you know, and then once it hits that 200 threshold, you have the money there to pay it off right away, you know, so you, it's never like a question as to whether like, or you're never waiting for your next paycheck to pay off like the mm-hmm. bill from the current one, you know, you're only doing it with money you already have. You should never get interest from a credit card. Exactly. Never. Cause two things happen. Number one, 
it defeats the purpose of building up your credit. It actually takes it down if you're doing that. Yeah. And number two, the interest rate is absolutely insane. Ter- like, like, oh my God, like, it's the worst thing, uh, not the worst thing ever, but it's bad. Bro. Yeah. You know, you're paying 20 to 25% uh, yeah, interest. Yeah, upwards of 20%. You know, that's like a fifth mortgage, you know? Like, I know. It's that's true. the rate you'll get for that. You know, mortgages, they do like two, 2.1%, mm. almost 2.0 if you can get it down. 25%, bro, it's fucked. Yeah. You know? It's... Yeah, it's just very important. Also, I do want to say a few things that affect your credit score is opening or negative negatively um, is opening too many lines of credit too quickly. Um, Also, using well, obviously not paying on time. Big no, no. But uh, paying um, or sorry, using too much of your credit limit on your card. Like, if you use a high percentage of it, it can also affect your credit score. This is one I didn't find out until a few months ago, is that, say you have, like, a thousand dollars... Do you know what the percentage is? Oh, no. I don't remember, but it's, like, it might be over, like, 50% or something. Okay, like. that's good to know. I didn't, I, I didn't know it, that one. It possibly could be over 50%, but I would check that, because the thing is that if you... if you, Say you have, like, a thousand dollar credit limit, and you buy an $800 item... That's going to negatively affect your credit limit because they, they're saying like... That seems like a type of statistic that they would look at too. Yeah. The percentage of credit available to you versus like what you're using. That makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Yeah, that's a... Uh, oh God, getting a call. Going to have to cut this off soon. But um, yeah, that's something that negatively, negatively affects your credit. Um, yeah, there's a few other things, but those are just good ones to know. And Credit isn't something that I'm super well informed about. Yeah, I, you know, I know the basics, like get credit cards, pay them, like, you know, put a transaction mm-hmm. every once in a while, build up your credit that way, you know, even getting a mortgage that also helps build it up a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've never like gone super in depth with like my learning on credit and how to build it up really high because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, th- I guess this is kind of how I justify it. When you're getting a, like, I, I have a decent credit score. It's almost 800, I think. Yeah. But if I, were I think get, mine is 800. I don't think I would be able to qualify for mortgages, though, if I were to go. And the reason why is because I don't have a super big income. You know, like, they look at your income That's on the paper thing, and yeah. how much is the number on your tax return. So I feel like the credit component, that that will help you get a better rate. But it's more so, like, the, you need to be able to make the payments. And it's how much you can, like, as long as you're not super, like, fucking up on the credit front, mm-hmm. it's they look more at your income, I think. Hmm. And they, they, you can, I, I actually do know they can, I, I know exactly how it works. Cause I was working um, with the people who like offer mortgage rates, yeah. you know, it was like, uh, as a mortgage agent type of job, like to the underwriters, the underwriters, they can offer you better rates based on the credit, you know, but at the same time, what they look at is how much the mortgage payments will actually be and how much you're earning and what percentage of your income would be going towards the, the mortgage payment. That's far more important to them. You know, as long as the credit's above like 600. Well, then again, it was also an alternative lender that I was working at. So, yeah, yeah. You know, but if it's above 600, you you know, you're good. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how much, like the little increment the rate's going to exactly. be increased by at that point. And just to round us off here, I do want to say, like going back to the point that, yeah, the 1% cashback isn't that much, but this personal finance game is a game of fine margins. Like, it's like the small things make a difference. Like, mm-hmm. n- it's so cliche, but saying like not buying that Starbucks coffee in the morning for like five bucks mm-hmm. makes a difference long term. It does. Like this is a game of very, very fine details. And I haven't, I, I guess I haven't fully gotten to the level where I've completely for like, I don't know. So I, I kind of spoil myself sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah. more so than I'd 
like I think these are cool. I think I do. I don't too. do it. I don't do it over the top. Like Starbucks five dollar lattes though, and you know five dollar coffees every once in a while. I'll definitely go and yeah. like indulge in it. My whole thing is, I'm, if I'm doing something that I think is gonna help me a lot to increase my earning power, you know, if I'm working on my website and going in and putting a lot of work in, or if I'm going and I'm doing like just something productive, something that's if I'm investing some time in myself. I tend to allow myself to like treat myself in those things, you know. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like it's a reward for it, myself. It's a psychological incentives are yeah. Know? Incentives are a good thing. Never with money I don't have, of course. You know, mm-hmm. I allocate the money as to what I can spend, and I just take it from that amount. Mm-hmm. You know, but some yeah. some things like the Starbucks, you know. Yeah, but I mean that's not like everyone has like a different reward system. Like I, I don't know, I'm I'm different with that, but. The point was just like it's a game of fine margins, and you guys might want one percent does matter. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's you guys not, might want to, you know, look into upgrading that credit card, getting a better savings account, switching banks, doing these things that make, you know, you guys might not think that it makes a huge difference, but once all of those things compile, all of these different factors that you're all of a sudden on top of, <laughs> and informed about. Once these all come together, it makes a massive difference. Definitely. And I think that's the personal finance well, game. Saving, well, saving money, that's the whole thing. Once you start saving money and you have savings and, you know, you're not just living hand to mouth and you have something like, you know, that's you're trying to build up, it's in a beautiful, wonderful feeling. You yeah, know? It's it the is. feeling of security. You know, it's the feeling of knowing that, like, you, you have, you can do shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, you won't be. There's no better feeling. And yeah. I, I'll, the problem is not enough people have that feeling because not enough people understand this game of money, you know, and the mm-hmm. way that you're supposed to do it. You know, they just, they don't teach that in schools. Yeah. It's unfortunately, you know, and that's why there's a huge wealth gap. Exactly. That's what it is. But the more people that learn about that, the more people that start saving and doing that, like, cause there's no, everybody wins in society when they're doing that, you know, maybe they're a little bit more like tighter with how they're spending their money, you know, but they're building up wealth and they're going to have more of it because they're doing that. So everyone wins when like when the economy goes and it's not the wealth gap kind of decreases a little bit. The like yeah, you're yeah, right. I could talk about this for days. Yeah, you know, we we're going to have to cut it off here, but I think that you know, we could come back to this or yeah, even a, some good even like a, a we covered a lot of ground. even like a a more granular topic that we discussed in here just like even just coming back and just talking about credit or something like that. Yeah, credit. We could do a whole podcast. On yeah, it. I don't. That uh, wouldn't be as like. I know, know a good amount about credit. I think as but, useful for that conversation because I don't. Uh, yeah, but I'd like you, to hear a lot from like what your knowledge about it is, but I don't have too much on yeah, it. Yeah, of course we can always learn more, and that's what we're all about. We Absolutely, love to learn. Yeah, always yeah. sharpening the saw. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man, and. Uh, Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Check us Um, out on all platforms as always. Check us out. We're everywhere. Yeah. It's a what on earth takeover. Better believe it. Love you guys. Oh, don't forget to check out dinnerparties.ca as well. Yes, yes, please do. Yeah. Yeah. Check Chihuahua out there. There will be a link in the description. And thanks so much for listening. Talk to you in a while. Later.